Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mama Said So podcast. Um, it is Jenny here, and I am joined with co-host Miriam. Uh, today, we're actually missing Charm. Uh, she is wrapped up in mom things, of course. So um, mm-hmm. she couldn't make it to this one, um, but we promise she will be back Um, Hopefully you guys have been um, doing well. I know that it's been a while, uh, but we have been wrapped up in a lot of things. Um, I know personally for me, a lot has happened in our family since the last time we recorded. um, And uh, there's been a lot of uh, adjustments to other things in regards to the pandemic and school and all of that. So there's just been a lot going on. Um, But we are here and we're happy to be here. And I I think that we have a a very good topic today. So hopefully you guys can enjoy. Um, But we will start off with the segment that we usually have where we um, give stories of of some of the silly, smart, um, unexpected, crazy funny whatever things that that our children have said so do you want to start Miriam sure so my oldest turned four back in October and it's just so amazing to observe him from day to day the new things that he does that he knows about that he has conversations about with us and just a little phrases or little words that he says here and there and it's like what who are you first of all (laughs) and what are you talking about so one story real quickly um my husband has a good friend of his of over 10 years now and we go or we try to go to her house every year on Halloween because she has like a little get together a little dinner and you know we may play games afterwards whatever the case may be so of course the kids were there with us and I'm sitting in the dining room with some of the other adults just having after dinner conversation. And I hear a mic in the background. I'm like, oh, okay, some of the kids are doing like karaoke or something. Next thing you know, I hear my son's voice on the mic and he's trying to sing. And we're like, what? Because <laughs> who is this kid, first of all? <laughs> and when did you ever get the balls to get in front of grown people like there's mostly adults in the the living room with him at the time he was just here with one other child which happens to be his cousin and he's on there singing like making up his own song his own lyrics and I go to the room like who is this guy (laughs) so that caught us quite by surprise that's little AJ because you know he typically carries himself as someone who is shy you know Mm -hmm. and then the other thing um uh more recent is uh just his little phrases here and there like we'll hear his me or his dad rather we'd say something to him and uh let's say for instance okay so sometimes my husband won't sleep in the room here with me because you know the baby will wake up and then you know he won't be able to go back to sleep so he'd rather be in another room where it's a little bit more i guess um insulated where he won't hear the sound as easily as if the baby wakes up. So our son noticed that. And then he's like, hmm, daddy, 
why don't you sleep in the other room? It's for that's the room for grown-ups. <laughs> and then, you know, so my husband is trying to explain to him, you know, you guys make noises sometimes and it wakes me up and I won't be able to go back to sleep. So I'm trying to get some rest because daddy's tired. And then he goes, hmm, that's strange. <laughs> so that's like his newest little phrase to things that he may not understand. It's like, hmm that's strange just like that so that's what this little guy is saying these days and um it's very funny very entertaining i must say that is funny it's funny that he noticed that and questioned it i think the kids uh, definitely um be noticing things and you don't realize yeah. it until they have something to say about it um yeah i have two little stories um, so actually, uh, maybe two nights ago, or maybe, no, this was last night, actually. I, towards the end of the work, I had a banging headache. Like, I was like, I, this is crazy. Um, work has definitely been crazy, crazy and stressful. And so I get home and I still have a headache and I'm, and I'm letting them know, you know what I mean? Like, I have a headache you know, I don't really feel well, still doing all the things with them and, you know, making dinner, feeding them and, uh, and everything else. Um, but just letting them know. Right. And then comes bedtime. And usually I like, I read a book and then I sing and pray and everything, but I skipped the book. Um, and I was just letting them know again, that I have a headache and I'm very tired. And I really, really just, I really want to go to sleep. Like I need, I just need to rest. I'm, you guys go to sleep because I'm going to sleep, right? And then, um, and then as I'm closing the door, uh, Ruby's like, but wait, where's my Doc McStuffins? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. what? <laughs> First, like, where is that coming from? You don't, it's not like something that she sleeps with every night, right? Oh, she and made the doll, okay. She made the doll, itself. yeah, like the, the, the plush one that she has. And, um, and I'm like, Ruby, if you really want it, you can go downstairs and get it yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> cause I'm telling you, like, banging headache, I'm really tired, and I closed the door. And, um, and I actually did go, go downstairs to see if I found it, and I couldn't. And, you know, they have a pile of toys, and I was not trying to, you know, go through, go through it. And I was like, all right, well, I can't find it. If she really wanted it, she's really going to come downstairs and find it herself. So I, right. I go back upstairs, I go on my bed, under the covers and everything. And then I hear them coming out and um and ruby's kind of whining or whimpering because she wants it and everything and then i hear braxton and he's like mommy's not going to get it for you because she's tired (laughs) (laughs) and and he's being so like matter of fact and so like he's enunciating and he (laughs) he's just like it's I, I, his tone everything and he wasn't being mean or anything like that but he yeah just, yeah you know like ruby you know it's just not gonna happen mommy right like <laughs> right and i just thought that that was i thought that, that was so funny um yeah i just thought that it was hilarious that he you know he understand he understood and then and then he regurgitated basically what i said um, and I was like, at least he's listening. I, it definitely put a smile on my face when, um, when he said that, even though I know she was a little upset, but they did go down together and, and got a different stuffed animal, or whatever. So she can go back to sleep. 
Mm-hmm. But um, so so um, I think that um, that little story anecdote is actually a good segue to our topic for today, which is about feelings and how we feel um, and how we do that in front of our kids and um, what we are teaching our kids in how we deal with our with our feelings. Mm. And um, this is something that for me personally, I have thought about a lot. Um, one thing that I have said a lot is that I really want my kids to be uh, emotionally intelligent. I really want mm-hmm. them to always make room to feel the feels, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I, I, I want them to be able to go through feelings and then be able to, you know, land on the other side of them um, rather than stuffing them down, pushing them away. Um, or having and then still kind of not like not knowing what to do with their feelings or not knowing how to react or anything like that. So I try to, and I don't always know if I'm doing it right or saying the right things or anything like that, but I try to have them speak about their feelings. Um, you know, how are you feeling? Uh, are you sad? Why are you sad? And then I, and then I try to call their feelings to attention in front of the other, right? So if one of them is crying or one of them is feeling a certain way, then I say, hey, to the other one, did you notice that, you know, that they're crying? Uh-huh. Did you notice that they're feeling uh-huh. a, a certain type of way? Um, so, but one thing that I haven't done that much or haven't thought about that much is my own feelings and how I portray them to the kids to the children um how I deal with them in front how I deal with my feelings in front of them and and what that's teaching them um and um I don't know I think it's kind of difficult do you I mean do you feel like you you express a lot of your feelings in front of them I think well, yeah, go ahead. Just answer that yourself. Do you feel like you, you express a, a, a wide range or a variation of feelings in front of them? Not just, hey, we're all happy, you know what I mean? But like right, other, right, other, right. other feelings as well. Right. So when you asked the question, my first, uh, my first, the first thought that came to my mind is, um, I guess maybe because it's more recent, um, was uh, negative feelings, right? So um, it's been weird the past, let's say two or three weeks or so. Um, if AJ was reprimanded about something, next thing you look at him and he's in a corner somewhere, his head is down. Mm-hmm. And so that's new for us. We're like, where did he pick that up from? What is that about? Or whatever. And so then when you go to him, you're like, what's going on, AJ? And he's like, I'm sad. And so at that moment, I'm thinking like, okay, well, let's give voice to this sadness. Let's, let's, you know, let's dig and see what's going on and how can, I mean, I guess honestly, even that right now, I don't know what necessarily is my goal besides him, you know, just let him express why he's sad. Because at the end of the day, what I said still stands, right? Mm-hmm. I, rep- I mm-hmm. reprimanded him for a reason or, right. you know, I took something away from him for a reason or I said he can't have a snack for a reason or whatever the case may be. Or maybe I'm reprimanding him for something that he did to his uh, 
little brother, baby brother or whatever. So he was like, yeah, mommy, you made me sad because I just want to play with my brother. So, you know, obviously how the little, the older siblings can be rough with the babies without mm-hmm. them knowing. Right. So what I've, after that, you know, other instances, I'm trying to stop myself and, or just, you know, take a pause and like, wait a minute, he may not even know that he's doing this too roughly or too hard or whatever the case may be. So one thing that I try to do is change up the way that I explain why this is not something that's acceptable as far as the behavior and, and show him an alternative. Because at the end of the day, I don't want him to get to the point where I'm reprimanding him all the time for what he sees at him just being, you know, in, um, engaging with his brother or playing with his brother and him to get to the point where I'm not even going to try anymore because then you don't want that, you know what I'm saying? So then I try to show him an alternative way to do what he's trying to do. For instance, he's actually trying to like pick up the baby, um, but he was doing it by his neck and his neck or whatever. Oh my goodness. (laughs) His head and neck. So, you know, I I wear a lot of emotion on my face. Mm -hmm. So I try to remain neutral. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, AJ. You want to play with Bo? You want to pick him up? Let me show you a different way that's safer, you know? Because babies next, they're really, um, or the way you were doing it before, it could be a little bit dangerous for the babies next because, you know, it's so soft. They're not strong like you are, right? Because, you know, he has this thing where, mommy, I'm strong, right? Every time <laughs> we're eating vegetables or whatever. Yeah, I'm strong. I'm getting stronger or whatever. So, you know, I go and I go there, sit the baby back on the floor and show him an alternative way um, to pick up the baby, right? A safer way to pick up the baby so that he can engage. So I feel like, you know, that's just an example of how I can, uh, you know, A, take that moment so he could give voice to whatever he's feeling. And B, I guess, depending on the circumstances, you know, um, show him that I'm listening to him, but also engaging, right? Because other times I don't really have that opportunity or I don't know what to do. For yeah. instance, if I tell, I'm, I'm telling him, um, if I'm telling him you can't have something, you can't have this snack, you've had too many sweets already today. Well, mommy, I'm sad because you said I can't have any. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, and I've explained to him and then he's still sad and he still has his head down. What am I supposed to do at that point? Nothing. Right. You know, so I don't know if at that point is my task done. I gave voice to the, I gave voice to the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've explained to him why I did it. Um, I've acknowledged, you know what? I understand that you may be sad because you wanted one more piece of candy, but at this time it's not the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's still sad at that point, I'm just walking away. I, I don't know what else to do yeah. if I'm supposed to be doing something so else. One of the things I, um, one of the things that I've read before or maybe often is just that just acknowledging their um their thoughts and their feelings uh first in the in the um in uh what you're describing before as him you know um expressing that he's sad and how you were speaking to him and everything um I think that it's really good because I I think it's really good that um your reaction to that because then he will see your response to how he expressed his feelings to you rather than maybe when we were growing up it'd be like ah (laughs) 
Like, you're a kid, like, you, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Go sit down somewhere. Go sit down yeah. somewhere. You do not have, like, your feelings don't matter, basically, you know? Right, you don't have a voice. Um, so, right, exactly, you don't have a voice. So, so I think that that's pretty good. And But in regards to the other scenario, uh, I think what I've read and what I've learned from different things is that you just pretty much acknowledge how they're feeling. Like, in those instances, I, instances, I say... I know you, you want another snack. You really do like sweets, right? I, I like sweets too. I, I'm, you know, I have a sweet tooth um, and I really enjoy the same snacks that you do, but you know, there's a time for everything, especially if it's like about to be dinner time or something like that or lunch time, right. there's a time for everything. We can't always um, have snacks all day long or, you know, this, that, and a third. So, you know, I acknowledge that he's sad because he's not having something that he really wants. And then I acknowledge, yes, I know this is something that you really like and that you really enjoy, right? Yeah, I know that. Um, and I, you know, or if I, it is something I enjoy myself, I, I empathize, you know what I mean? Um, but again, just like you said, it still stands. <laughs> right. It, it still stands. And, and then, yes, there are other times when it's like, I'm just going to leave you here with your emotion. It's okay. There's been many times I'm like, you know, I, it's okay to cry. Like, go ahead, do your thing, cry, you know, whatever yeah. it is that you have to do. I get why you're crying. Um, but you do what you have to do. Even today, you know, I was, you know, speaking to Ruby and she was like crying. I said, Hey, I'll, you know, let me just, I'll give you a minute. Just, it's okay to cry, but, um, we obviously can't have a conversation like this. So <laughs> I'll give you a minute. You let me know when you're ready, you know, and then we can talk and we can have a conversation about it. But, um, that also makes me think of, um, when they're expressing something and uh but you're also feeling a certain type of way so then it's almost it's not necessarily a battle per se but it's a i mean they both exist so it's like what do you do um right well i mean i know what i what i <laughs> i don't yeah. do but uh it's it it's i don't know it's an interesting thing today um you know, there was snacking going on right before dinner. It's like, all right, that's it. No more snacks. Dinner comes along and um, Brack's tearing it up. <laughs> As usual. Uh, right. As usual, tearing it up. Ruby's like, no, I don't like this. And then you're like, did you actually try it? She tries it and she starts to eat it a little bit, but then she doesn't want to eat it anymore. And then she leaves the, the majority of her dinner. And then uh, like an hour later, she's like, I want a snack. And it's like, no. You know, and then for for me, I'm frustrated by this point, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the feeling that I have. And she's like, well, I'm like, well, you still have your dinner that you haven't eaten. So that's still an option for you. Go ahead and sit down and, and you can go ahead and eat that dinner. Um, and uh, she picks at it a little bit, but still doesn't want it. So then I do give them something else, both of them. Um, and And even after that, um, I made a little something for myself, mm -hmm. right? And um, and like I gave them that, and I gave them like a, a drink as well. Um, and so they're enjoying that, and I make a little something for myself, and I'm trying to enjoy it. And she's and she's like eyeing it, like a, like a little puppy, like mouth open, and everything. And I'm like, step back, 
<laughs> you know, like I need to enjoy something for myself. And she, um, she's all upset or whatever, but she's still expecting that I get, I'm giving her a bite and she watches me eat that whole thing. <laughs> right. And, and then she tells me that I'm not being nice. You know what I mean? That was not very nice mm-hmm. of you. And here goes Braxton, mommy, you, that wasn't nice. You're in timeout. So now, <laughs> so now at that moment, it feels like uh, a me versus you thing. You know what I mean? Like you're feeling some type of way because you still want certain things, despite me having offered many things to you, you know, and I, and, and all of my right and adulthood and everything, right. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do and I don't, I don't have to share anything with you. <laughs> right. And obviously, you know, you're not necessarily saying it, but, but, but that's what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and she's like, you're not nice. And I said, Ruby, how am I not, not nice? Please let me know. You didn't give me a bite. And I said, but let's think about what I did give you today. Right. Uh, you know, this, that, and a third. Um, you know, I didn't give you this because it was mine and I was enjoying it. And I don't, you, you know, I don't have to give you anything. <laughs> but, but I'm also in that moment or after that moment kind of conflicted, like, because of course she's going to stay in her sadness, which in her mind she's perceiving as, as I'm the source of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then in, in my mind, I'm like, I'm through with this. I'm sick of this, like cut, the, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cut it out. You know what I mean? Um, and then let me have what, what, what I wanna have as well. Um, and, and I think frustration is a it's obviously a feeling um but she's going to learn from that interaction right um Mm. so what did I teach her from that right I don't I don't know you know what I mean Mm. um and then there are others there's so many other things obviously our days are packed with um triggers or influencers of our feelings Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, a lot of times um, they're seeing things that are um, a direct result of our interaction with them, but there are also other feelings outside of them that Mm -hmm. we deal with um, that I don't, I've never thought about um, displaying that necessarily to them Mm -hmm. um, so that they can learn how to deal with their feelings not just by what I tell them but by through modeling right examples right right and through examples right Um, so I guess that's what um the doctor was saying like what are we teaching kids about um feelings especially the ones that are uncomfortable and or overwhelming negative feelings I guess right exactly and the doctor that you're referring to the doctor the doctor that Miriam um, is referring to is Dr. Anne Louise Lockhart. Um, she is on Instagram and I actually was first introduced to her, um, through another podcast and she is a child psychologist, um, a child and family psychologist, I believe. And she posts a lot of valuable information on her, um, on her Instagram. And this month, she's posting a lot of tips 
um, and parenting tips having to do having to do with um, you know having to do not just with your feelings but also dysregulation and feeling overwhelmed as a parent um, how to um, build relationship with your child amidst uh, feelings things about anxiety like all of that um, and she's giving a tip every day and at the beginning of the month she um, she posted a video about uncomfortable feelings um, you know feelings of being overwhelmed or feelings of frustration and exhaustion um, and uh, how we react to them and then what we're teaching our kids in regards to them. So mm-hmm. some just to, to um, summarize some of the things that she has said is that, you know, typically we tend to shove those feelings away. Um, we, we may uh, quote unquote, save them for later or avoid them or, or whatever. And, um, and those aren't, and, and, you know, she's clear in saying that those are not ways to cope with the feelings. It's just an avoidance strategy. And, Mm. uh, when we do things like that, that's what we're teaching our kids. And more specifically, we're teaching them that feelings aren't good and that feelings should be avoided. Um, and so uh, obviously that's not good and it will, it will create um, emotionally immature people. You know, as your kids oh. are growing up, they will, they will remain um, immature in that realm. And so quick um, thing, yeah. quick thing, when you talk about coping versus avoidance. So what is the difference? Because coping just means that you um, um, honestly acknowledge that feeling and then um, come up with your strategy to deal with that feeling and move on versus avoidance is just, let me suppress this mm-hmm, so me... that I can get through whatever task I, that needs attention at this moment. Yeah. So like she, she, one of the examples um, that she brought up is uh, of being overwhelmed. Right. Mm-hmm. And um and she says that, you know, some of the things that you, you can do are identify and acknowledge, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, like I am overwhelmed because life right now is overwhelming in this pandemic. And the mm-hmm. fact that I have, you know, kids at home, but I'm also working as a full-time mom, um, trying to balance the two is, is um, very difficult, not necessarily feeling like I have a moment to breathe or a moment to myself. Um, and so, you know, you just have that self-talk and really identify and acknowledge that feeling of being overwhelmed. And then mm-hmm. you have to respond and address it. Okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed in this moment. You know, ideally, I would just, you know, uh, you know, different people would have different uh solutions to that but I think you know some people would be like I you know I just want to be on the beach right now or or I just want uh you know a vacation or whatever and and obviously that's not something that it that may be possible especially in that moment so what can I do how can I address this right now in this moment mm-hmm. and then you create a plan or a strategy and you commit to it okay in this moment or in the moments where the kids are running amok or frustrating me or whatever it is let me 
step aside, take a couple of deep or whatever it is that works for you. You know what I mean? Take a couple of deep breaths or, you know, just ask your partner to step in for a minute before, you know, um, or, uh, even tell them, you know, okay, guys, I, I just need a minute, um, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, once you're able to get through that moment, um, come up with, you know, longer lasting strategies that will help you because obviously these moments will come up again. So, th- sure. so that is how you cope. Um, and she says, sometimes it can look the same way in regards to being overwhelmed and like feeling that you need rest. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it can look the same where people are like, I need rest. So they, uh, they will just come home, go straight to their room, sleep and avoid everything that's in the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you need rest. Um, yes, you need a nap or what have you, but you're, you're also avoiding, um, you're just avoiding everything. And so you're going to wake up and everything else is, everything is going to be there uh, the way it is. And then you'll, and then you will be overwhelmed again, right? Because you haven't necessarily dealt with um, whatever it is that's making you overwhelmed and, you know, whatever. Um, That's, that's avoidance, not necessarily coping. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, you know, those are some of the tips that, that she gave. Now, where I am conflicted is displaying this or demonstrating in front of in front of kids, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're when they're as young as our kids. Because um, if you guys don't know, we have toddler age and preschool age kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Miriam still has one that's in an infant stage, um, right? So I don't. They don't know that I have sh- you know stressors stemming from work. They don't know right. that I have anxieties based off of like, where is Ruby going to be in school next year for kindergarten? Right. They don't right. know, um, you know they, they don't know the, the weight of uh, the stressors from the pandemic or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like, uh, and should I, not should I, or how should I, or what, what is the right thing to do in displaying those things to them? Or, or should I even be doing that at this, at this stage? You know what I mean? Um, because like I said before, there's so much that comes at us and there's so much, so many things that influence our, our emotions and our feelings. Um, what do you share with them and what don't you share with them? Uh, especially if it's something that's outside of your interactions with them, right? Like like the example that I gave earlier in terms of being frustrated because you're asking for too much or what, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or being frustrated because they're not listening, listening or being happy because I, you know, we, we're, we're just, um, we're spending time with each other and we're all laughs and giggles and we're just enjoying our, you know what I mean? Like there are obviously things that are outside of them um, that we experience. Um, how much of it should we, should we display to them so that we are effectively modeling um, feelings? 
or is it too much because they in and of themselves have a lot of things that trigger their feelings should we just be dealing with their feelings and helping them you know you know what I mean yeah I feel like with kids in general like it's a they're learning something new every day. So what I mean to say is in those particular moments with the feelings, I think as long as you know, there's nothing about like, you know, there's no disrespect there. There's no foul language being used, just display it all. Cause they're not gonna remember half of that anyway, right? But they'll, they'll be learning as we go along, as the days go by, the weeks go by, the months go by some things will start coming to their recollection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'll start remember, oh, this is how mommy dealt with this particular feeling, you know. Um, when she was ups- upset, this is how she dealt with her, this and the other. It's not going to happen after just that one instance. So I think it is worth it to share with them. Because um, it's, it's just a fluid process. It's not going to just take one instance and that's it. Um, with that being said, obviously we run the risk of sharing with them the negative ways to deal with it because we're not all perfect. And we ourselves, and she was, and she had made a, um, a point in her video saying we have to examine ourselves, how we deal with our own feelings, right? Yeah. We don't get it right with ourselves a hundred percent of the time. So they, the, with sharing with them. Um, just put it all out there with them. We run the risk of um, shown in the wrong way too. Um, but at the end of the day, I think kids can learn from both examples, right? Because mm-hmm. that, in a way, that is showing them a balance. For instance, what, what typically will bring out negative feelings in me toward, uh, in my interactions with my son is nighttime especially if he was just, you know, it's just one of those nights where he just does not understand that it's the end. (laughs) For some reason, (laughs) for some reason, like all activity must cease right now, right? So Mm -hmm. for some reason this week, he was just on one. I don't know if it was, he was missing us because, you know, uh, we just came back from a weekend away Mm -hmm. and my husband was away an extra two nights. Mm-hmm. so once he came home it's like whoa what is going on who is this kid he does not want to go to sleep at all he's getting back out of the room saying I'm still hungry this and the other and it's like what is mm-hmm. going on what do you do at that point mm-hmm. so I'm trying to you know be stern with him remind him that there's a certain time that we expect for everything to be done and we're going upstairs and you're going to lie down in your bed and it, it was just you know just a real frustrating week so then at one point you know, um, or you come to a point where it's like, you don't want to just give up, right? Because like, you don't want to teach them that, oh, you could just get over. Right. Oh, or whatever. Right. Um, but then it's also comes to a point that like, you don't want it to become a power struggle between you and the child either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, okay, I can acknowledge right now that I'm not happy with his behavior at this moment. This is what I, at least this is what I chose to do when this happened this week. I'm acknowledging, to, I'm acknowledging that um, I'm not happy with his behavior, behavior at the moment. Um, this is what I expect of him at this moment. 
I threw in there, you know, like a little bit of negotiation. Like one one time, one night, he kept saying, I'm still hungry, I'm still hungry, I'm still hungry. We still didn't believe him, but we gave him, we're like, okay, you have five minutes to eat this bowl of cereal. And then the expectation that you're going to go upstairs. And at the end of the day, we had to follow through, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I guess that's veering off into another conversation about discipline. But um, yeah, I say all that to say, you know, the negative feelings when it's towards them, that could be one of the hardest things. Yeah. Um, because they talk about us making them sad. Well, when what happened when they make us sad right. <laughs> or make us upset? Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to what the doctor was saying about we have to examine ourselves as adults and how we do with our feelings she made the point about you know she spoke a little bit about the whole avoidance thing right yeah so if it's one of those things where I'm just like quite overwhelmed I do become quiet I can now not 100% of the time but I can become quiet shut down not really here for the engaging so before you know it I find that you know my husband is there playing with both kids and I'm in the background doing something else not necessarily just sitting there to myself, but I'm doing something else. Like I find another task to do mm-hmm. instead of doing the family thing, right? Yeah. I may find a task to clean something in the kitchen or to wash dishes. Um, and on one hand, I'm like, well, these are tasks that actually need to be done. I'm tired of looking at this sink full of dishes. But on the other hand, it's like a way of escape, right? Mm-hmm um and so I don't know if that is a healthy thing right versus confronting the feeling head-on I am overwhelmed I need to acknowledge that I'm overwhelmed and I need to come up with a way to cope with this so going into the kitchen was that an avoidance strategy was that a way to just keep myself distracted or was that a coping mechanism I'm thinking it wasn't a coping mechanism because if you were to take a break, then you would be refreshed, right? Right. But I'm coming back from the kitchen. I'm still not, I'm not refreshed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess it was just an you're avoidance probably. mechanism or a distraction. You're probably um, time to be distracted more. from one because then I'm still like, still like shut down. Right. Or, and you're probably also feeding that a little bit more too, because, because I know, for myself, um, in all honesty, I don't, uh, I don't share really my feelings or even like what you're expressing right now. I don't, um, I, I don't think that my, my kids really, I think, I, I don't think that they know that I'm ever anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm aside from attentive to them Mm. um when when I am with them right because that time is definitely limited with them so um if I'm home I'm it's like I'm all theirs kind of Mm -hmm. um so I don't I don't think that they know anything outside of that and so if I am overwhelmed or if I am annoyed by something um and so it won't look like what you do obviously we're different people mm-hmm. you know, but um but I I don't get into that mode per se until I am alone or in mm-hmm. the end of the night or early in the morning because because a lot of the you know there's a lot of tasks that I do early in the morning before anyone wakes up 
And I notice in those moments that I am overwhelmed or frustrated or there's some anxiety or whatever, as I'm doing the other tasks and thinking about it, it's almost like I'm feeding it. You know what I mean? And if I am annoyed by, or if I'm overwhelmed by everything that I have to do with them and the household and, but I got to make it to work on time and I'm doing the tasks, I'm, I'm like even more annoyed because why do I have to do this task anyway? Like there's other adults mm-hmm. in this house, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, this time third or sure mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Um, but why is this many, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be mad. Like why are this many dishes in the sink when I bought paper plates? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bought paper plates and we have plastic silverware, like why, or pa- plastic cutlery. Why, why? Are there this many dishes in the sink? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Every time, every time I look at and I see that their breakfast was given to them in their bowls, I'm like, who, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> this is just adding to the, you know what I mean? And so, and in those moments, it just feeds to my frustration or whatever, but they don't see those moments. Right. Um, and my point in saying that is that's not a coping mechanism, whether they're there or not, you know what I mean? In terms of um, doing other tasks to fill in whatever it is while we're feeling those feelings. So if they're not actually there to see or they don't observe your feelings, what are you teaching them? What have you taught that? Right. That you have no feelings <laughs> or that um, I would think maybe they, I don't know if it will happen now at this stage or this age or maybe later, like uh, a lesson that they're learning is that mommy doesn't have feelings. So if I have this feeling, you know what I mean? Like, would they feel comfortable sharing a feeling with you or displaying a feeling with you? Again, now at this age, they don't care you know, they're going to show you, but I'm thinking yeah. like in the future, you know what I mean? They're going to look at mommy as a superwoman or other, you know, otherworldly mm-hmm. or how will she be able to understand? She never feels anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So will that prevent them from sharing with you? That's or so bringing interesting you into their world. That is very interesting because I, because I've, I know that adult people in my life have felt that way about me. Mm. um and and uh a, a recent example of that is um is a, a co-worker and mm-hmm. um you know she was going through a lot of things and and feeling a lot of different emotions and feeling overwhelmed this and the third and um uh you know speaking to her and actually suggested um getting therapy and all this other stuff. And, uh, and I said, you know, I get it. Like things are overwhelming right now. And I kind of threw out examples of, um, of things that are overwhelming me, you know? Mm -hmm. And she was like, wow, I've never really, like, you just don't come across that way. And this and the third. Right. And I don't necessarily know why I am like that. I think that what I, I don't know if this means that I'm I don't know what the word is for it, but like if there is something at hand that is what I am focused on, focused on and addressing at the time. Mm-hmm. So like when it's work, um, then 
no, you're not going to see that I'm frustrated that I haven't done all of my personal tasks that I needed to do and I'm overwhelmed by those things or I'm stressed about or, or feeling anxious about where my kids are going to be going to school or, or them being in class or like whatever it is. Like, no, you're not going to see that um, because I'm at work and I'm, I'm doing work things. You know what I mean? And, um, and then when I'm home, you know, no, the kids aren't going to see, you know, the fact that I may be frustrated with work things or, you know, feeling a certain type of way because I'm too busy uh, making your dinner. I'm too busy, uh, you know, trying to talk to you and see how your day was and did, what did you do in school and, uh, you know, what are we doing next? I'm too busy reading books to you. Oh, look, what, whatever you know um, right the time is limited yeah and um and so yes I usually reserve the you know feeling the feels and everything to myself or my personal time uh because one one other reason for that is because in all stillness and in all quietness is when you can feel it all or almost like you don't have a, a, a choice but to feel it all. So are you um, saying you wait till you get those moments? It's not understanding that I wait, but... I mean, maybe not intentionally, but that's in those moments where you actually feel like you have been able to feel all the feels. Yeah. Yeah um okay and yeah yeah I mean yes in general and even if you know all the other things are in the back of my mind uh they're in the back of my mind they're not necessarily at the forefront or anything mm -hmm. I think my general approach and forgive me if the sound is a little bit off but it looks like my earbuds have to charge but my general approach, just like you said, your goal is to raise emotionally intelligent children. I feel like I'm going to save wavelength with that. And one thing I know when we talk about emotional intelligence, it takes vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So I have to show that to them. And I guess I'm trying to do it at, at an earlier, you know, at an early age right now. Like you said, we have toddler and preschool age mm -hmm. um, children. So if I am hurt at the moment or upset at the moment or tired at the moment, whether it's because of something that they're doing or something that I'm just personally going through, I should acknowledge that in the moment, you know, of course, some things you're not going to share with a child just because it's right. just not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's just not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah vulnerability is what I'm learning um better suits you know better suits us um for not only raising emotionally intelligent children but becoming more emotionally intelligent ourselves yeah 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 definitely yeah that's a great point vulnerability and I think I've tried to do a little bit of that um like I don't think I, I think that uh what I said to them last night about having the headache and being very tired was probably either the first or one of very few times that I've been like, 
listen, it ain't happening tonight. (laughs) Right. This is how I'm feeling. Um, So. And that's interesting that that's one of the few times that you were able to do that. And the younger one got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 That is, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That's real interesting. Right. Mm hmm. Maybe too, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. But like I said, I was bringing it up earlier in the day, like before bedtime and everything. But with Brax, I, I, I actually like there was a point where he was kind of like laying on me, and we were actually I don't want to say we were having a conversation about it, but like I, I was like Braxton. <laughs> I have a headache and he like put his hand on my head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh and he was like, I have the hiccups. Right. Um it's like, all right. Uh but um, you know, and 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 I had that conversation with Ruby too, but I don't know. I think it was I I I think it was a little bit different. Maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, he was a little bit more responsive, even though I think I, I said something to her while I was, you know, helping her brush her teeth and it was just us two. And she's like, okay. <laughs> um, interesting. I didn't really think about that, but. Uh, We're figuring it out. <laughs> Because there'd be some point and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing to these kids? Am I going to mess them up for life? I know. But you know what? As we're maturing, then we're getting better at raising them. Mm -hmm. So like I said, part of that maturing uh, process for me involves becoming more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, not being stone cold or stone faced or just, you know, putting up the front that I have it all together. They need to see that, well, mommy, you know, is not able to juggle all these balls right now. And, you know, I may need help or I may need to step away for a minute just to regroup and gather myself. And thank God that we are in relationships where we actually have partners. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a single mother, meaning single just by herself in the home and not necessarily have her support system right then and there in the same home with her Mm -hmm. to kind of help her help take off a load for a, just even just for a moment so that she can regroup herself and get back to the kids yeah yeah power to the uh single moms mm-hmm. for sure um an- another question i guess this can be the last thing that we talk about in regards to this topic but mm-hmm. she mentioned um that when our kids are feeling uh, uncomfortable feelings or when kids in general are feeling uncomfortable feelings, sometimes it makes parents uncomfortable and then their reaction uh, isn't the best reaction. And it could be things like taking things away from them, yelling, punishing them for certain reasons or whatever. And, um, and the example that she gave made me understand that uh the the parents are reacting to their kids reaction of their uncomfortable feelings Mm -hmm. right 
So, uh, and, and like I said, the example for her that she gave was for older children, but um, it was um, kids who are not doing so well in school right now um, with uh, not handing in their assignments or whatever it is. And then they, they're just like, I'm not doing this or this and a third. And then, so as a, the parents like, well, you know, uh, then I'm taking away all the games or all this and that and blah, 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 rather than acknowledging that this is a tough time for them, that they're learning in a way that, you know, they, they've never learned before. Um, in a sense that they may have been school, you know, let's say it's a, a sixth grader, a seventh grader, you know, from kindergarten through fifth or sixth grade, they were learning in the classroom. And now all of a sudden they have to learn this way. And right. so, instead of reacting instead of reacting to their uncomfortable feelings because now because we are uncomfortable with them kind of lashing out um we should really be uh uh acknowledging how they're feeling like um i know it's a tough time of the year not of the year but it's it's been a tough year you know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm sorry that this is how things have to happen. What can I do to help you um, and make this a little bit easier for you so that you can uh, turn in your assignments on time or you can do them well or whatever it is. And so what do you think that looks like in our preschool age kids and toddler age kids? Well, one, I think the overall issue is like if I were to extrapolate from that and bring it to adult setting, if you will, it's like try not to look at the reaction, but actually look at the, what's the core issue in the first place. Right. Right. Let's react to that or let's dig into that um, instead of just reacting to the person's reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so when we bring it down to this age group um i'm trying to think what would be like sort of an equivalent example i have a great example actually just happened tonight so the kids this year with school and everything has they've started to learn how to cut right with scissors and so they have like those kids safe scissors that only cut paper they don't cut hair or skin or clothing um and so sometimes it's kind of even hard to cut paper right especially if they don't know how to hold the scissors correctly or whatever and so ruby was getting frustrated that it wasn't cutting the paper that she wanted to and then i tried to tell her all right first of all take your time um take a deep breath because I see that you're getting frustrated and you're holding the scissors wrong so (laughs) let's fix that and let's try it and then and it was working a little bit better for her but it was still like kind of hard and she got she got really frustrated she threw the scissors and then she was like I hate those things and I'm like whoa first of all why are you using the word hate no no first of all why are you throwing things secondly why are you using the word hate so here is an uncomfortable feeling for her because she's frustrating would not be able to do anything and her reaction is now making me uncomfortable because it's like excuse me little girl right and um and so instinctively or reactively we would say or I said and I think as parents we would be like uh -uh, you're not throwing things in this house or and all and also watch your language 
you know what I mean? Um, rather than really dealing with what was frustrating her to begin with. Right. Um, and, and I think, you know, in those moments, you have to go back to what I was saying before in terms of acknowledging their feelings. Like, I know you're frustrated. This is hard. Um, you know, I see that the paper isn't cutting the way you want it to. Uh, let me see if I can help you more or uh, just remember to take your time. Remember to take a deep breath when, when you start to feel this way. Um, you know, that type, of, that type of thing. Yeah, that was a great example. And I feel like it reflects a lot of things, uh, especially when it comes to like time to discipline and to right. listen as well. Like, you know, this parenting thing or, or those moments there, they could be a challenge to your ego. Like, hold on, mm-hmm. little girl. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to take a step back. Like one, realize that they're not on the same level as us as far as maturity is concerned. Um, two, you know, they're very in the moment, whereas we can put some things off to a little bit later. So let's capture them in this moment and address the issue versus just um, reacting to the reaction. Right. Um, I think that would be in our, uh, in our best interest. And that's such a like address the issue. And then maybe after the fact we could talk, you know, maybe another time we could talk about, okay, now let's talk about your reaction now. Mm -hmm. So we don't throw scissors because X, Y, and Z. Or you can dress your dislike for her use of that language, hate, or where did she get that from, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a better time and place for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that takes a big mind shift. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, people are reactive, we're reactive. But yeah. also because of how we've been raised and, and how we grew up and um, and it's just, uh, it, it's, yeah, it would definitely take a lot of practice. Uh, this is reminding me of two things. One, um, I started to read the book and it's probably gonna take me a, a while to, to read it um, just because I do and listen to so many things, but The Whole Brain Child, I think, Hmm. Um, yeah, The Whole Brain Child by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson. And, mm-hmm. um, and they, there's a, an, an antidote in the story that's kind of like this, uh, but probably even more uh, poignant where, you know, they're out to dinner with their kid and their kid kind of throws a fit and, and storms off, not far in the restaurant, but like stands up and kind of you know stands off somewhere um and then they're like get back over here and he like sticks his tongue out or whatever and they're like all right so in this moment we could either be really harsh and disciplined for his um misbehavior or we can really see why he's acting out to begin with um and so in that moment for sure you're like uh he there's other eyes looking Mm-hmm. You know I and mean? you're like, uh, nah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna act up <laughs> in public like this, right? You know what I mean? Not in front of all of these people. You better get over here. Um, uh, 
so yeah, so that was brought up in the, in the book too. And, and, um, and it definitely, you do have to stop yourself and be like, all right, what am I going to address in this moment? Um, and I think when you decide to address how they're feeling, you're doing exactly what you said earlier, giving voice to their feeling and making and, and letting them know that um, how they're feeling does matter. Um, And then the other thing that I thought about was uh, there was, I guess there was a video that kind of went viral and then Kev on stage um, did like a reaction video or whatever to it. But there was, um, uh, I guess you were supposed to say to a parent, um, you were really mean to me today or I don't like how you treated me today. Right. And just, and then recorded just to see how the parent would react. Oh, okay. I, so I don't know if you saw it. So the, it was, yeah. a, it was an older child. Um, right. I don't know, maybe like college age or something like that. And she said mm-hmm. to her mom, like, I don't really like how you were treating me today. You were really mean. And the mom was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Is it because I didn't spend any time with you today? I'm sorry. I had all this stuff going on, but you know, I love you. I love you. I love you. And what, you know, what is it that I did and everything. And it's like, <laughs> And I know some people or some parents are like, what? Um, first of all, they're white. So that's another dynamic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, that's, that's another thing too. And growing and, and us growing up, like, you know, we would always be like, well, you know, those white kids can get away with that because their parents right. are not going to yoke them up in the middle of, you know, whatever, or yoke them up because they said a certain thing. Right. Um, they let a, you know, certain words leave their mouth, like, right. uh, you know, I feel this way or whatever. But um, I feel like this is kind of like the same type of thing in terms of listening to your kids and listening to how they're feeling uh, and then, um, you know, responding to it. Right. Um, it was funny watching, though, because it, it, it's that type of thing. Right. We were like, right. uh, excuse me. <laughs> right. Hey, what now? So- yeah, so this is reminding me, this could be my last point on the subject. This is reminding me of something I was watching maybe a week or two ago. Um, you know, sometimes I occupy my time just for entertainment. I watch YouTube videos of people reacting to something. So I watched this guy named Funky Dineva, and he makes reaction videos. So it's a few different reality shows, including Ayala Van Zandt. You know, mm-hmm. she has a show on own, um, Ayala Fix My Life. Mm-hmm. So he was reviewing the episode, I believe it was an episode with Lisa Ray and her mother and her daughter. And anyway, it was just talking about how harsh traditionally many Black families are with their children. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they are the way they are in adulthood. Right. And it's like today in 2020, we who have children right now we may have a luxury that our parents did not have and that our parents could not love us from, you know, a place of, you know, make room for the child and give the child a voice. They may have been only able to love us from a survival mode. Mm. And if you're loving from survival mode, you ain't got time to listen to nobody's feelings now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like literally you do not have the time right. because you're going to be transitioning from one job to get ready to go to your next job because right. you have bills to pay, you got rent to pay, you got mortgage to pay, things like that. So I, be- I think that it behooves us um, and we have a responsibility to do it differently. 
Mm-hmm. And hopefully in a more healthier way, because we have a privilege that our parents, many of our parents, I can't obviously cannot speak for all black families that many of our parents did not have. Right. And when you know better, you do better. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. That's what I'm taking from Dr. Uh, from Dr. Ann. Yeah. And I, I want to just give a final point too, before we end. Um, it's the end of the year right Mm -hmm. and we know that 2020 gonna go down in the history books for for real like we're definitely living um history and we have this collective um experience and then we have um our own experiences um, you know in the midst of that and it's just been tough on everyone in multiple different ways and so of course that um, affects our feelings and, and how we're feeling. So I'm hoping for all the moms out there and really for everyone that we are really just taking a look and how we um, deal with our feelings. Are we avoiding or are we coping? Um, and then let us think about um, what we are teaching our kids as well. Um, you know, 2020 is coming to an end, but one thing that I keep saying to myself as I see certain things or see certain things on social media and hear certain things about, you know, I can't wait for this year to end, you know, it's been a crazy year, can't wait for 2021. And all, what, what I think of is January 1st, 2021 is not magically going to be a whole new, brand new, great and amazing experience for all of us. You know what I mean? Like we are not going to literally step out of mud, mud of 2020 and into pristine waters, you know? So I think that we should prepare ourselves to continue coping with what we've been dealing with and um, really, uh, you know, do ourselves a favor and um, just uh, find some coping mechanisms um, because just because we're out of 2020 doesn't mean that um, our experiences, our bad experiences from this year will end. Uh, Unfortunately. Right, yeah. right. So we still have a lot to look forward to. We still have our children that are our, our joy and that are our blessings. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely grateful uh, for them. And, and I think, you know, we all can be grateful for them. Um, so, you know, there's always light um, and there's always something to look forward to. Let's just give ourselves room to enjoy that light and that hope by coping with our feelings so thank you again guys for joining us um uh, you know like I said before it has been a long long time um and we miss this we miss getting together we miss you guys um and uh in 2021 we are definitely going to try um to do better so um it was great just um hashing this out with you Miriam um and hopefully you guys uh will enjoy this and let us know um what you think and, and how you feel okay we are on uh Instagram 
uh, Mama Said So podcast. Um, and mm-hmm. we do have an email um, with the same alias, uh, Mama Said So podcast at gmail.com. So you guys can always reach out to us on any of those platforms um, and we will be responsive to you. So have a good one. Um, happy holidays. Uh, and we will, or you guys will be hearing from us soon. Soon, pretty soon, for sure. Mm-hmm. Good night.